You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. So this morning I want to share with you on what I call deceiving spirits. Okay? Deceiving spirits. Deceiving spirits are real and they are very active today. One of the things I found out is that a lot of us are so uh, naive. Many of God's people are naive and they don't even know when the enemy is working. Because he sounds, he sounds okay. Hmm? He sounds okay. And... Uh, it makes sense. <laughs> but then, you know, deceiving spirits have been around for a long time. Now, you need to understand that for Satan to get a third of the angels to join him in heaven, he's got something. Because those angels that joined him were deceived. Okay, so deception didn't start on the earth. It started in heaven. So you can imagine angels that have been with God and they're seeing God all the time right there in the presence of God in the midst of the glory of God with all the splendor, all the power. They've seen um, God manifest himself. And in the midst of all of that, Satan was able to convince some angels to join him in rebellion against God. Now, he must have told them some things that made them to believe. Number one, that he was right. Number two, that uh, they were going to win. <laughs> Are you getting me? Yeah. So, for them in heaven... To join Lucifer, <laughs> to fight against their maker. Yeah. So what am I trying to say? Deception did not start now. It started before the earth was created. It started before Adam was created. So, even the ordeal in the garden was an easy one for the enemy. Because he has pulled a more challenging one. So, <laughs> to deceive Adam was not a difficult thing for him. He just had to strategize properly. Hmm? He had to plan and come in in a way that he will not be recognized. Okay. So, when we talk about deceiving spirits, you need to know that uh, they've been around. <laughs> and the, the reason why we need to share and talk about these things is because this is part of the, one of the signs of the last days. You remember in Matthew chapter 24, 24, when the disciples asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming? The first thing that Jesus said to them is, do not 
be deceived. Okay? In Matthew 24, verse 4, uh, okay, let's read a few verses. Um, from verse 1, Jesus went up and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. Verse 2, and Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you that not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Tell us, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Then Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. So that's the first sign. Okay? So how many people know we're in the end times? Yeah. We're in the end times. And uh, if we don't address the issue of deception, I'm telling you, we're not helping each other. So we need to address it. We need to unveil it. We need to pray about it. Okay? Because the enemy is not sleeping. Though God's people are sleeping. So let's look at um, 1 Timothy chapter 4. From verse 1. It says, Now the Spirit expressly says that the latter times that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons hmm? so the spirit is speaking expressly The Spirit is speaking prophetically. He's speaking openly. And he's saying, listen, guys. This is what is going to happen. When? In the latter times. Some will depart from the faith. That means they will start in the faith. But they will not end in the faith. All right? They will not end in the faith. And why will that happen? It says that they will give heed to deceiving spirits. Just like the angels started in faith in heaven. They started with God. Lucifer started with God. He was the anointed cherub. Huh? He was the most beautiful of God's angels. He was an archangel. He was the one that was in charge of worship. He was the one that was guarding the glory of God. But he departed from there. So, what happened? He got deceived. Right? His heart deceived him. He departed but not only that, he also convinced a third of the angels to follow him. So, those spirits are at work today and we must not be fooled. We must not be fooled. So they are called deceiving spirits and these deceiving spirits are the originators of certain teachings. They are called doctrines of demons speaking lies in hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with hot iron. 
My goodness. You know, these things are written here for us. And I know you don't hear, it's, it's not popular to hear teachings about these things. Why? Because it's not a shouted, amen kind of message. But we need it. We need it. We need the truth. We need to be protected. We need to be educated about the times that we're living in. And one of the things they do, they're forbidding to marry, they're commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth for every creature. Every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Hmm? So you see here that if the devil takes time to see how he can deceive people, he did it in heaven, he did it in the garden, huh? and he's been doing it since then, what makes you think that now he will stop it? Actually, he will be worse. Huh? He'll be worse. Look at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. The next book, chapter 3. <clears throat> it says in verse 1, But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves. Yes? Lovers of money. Boasters, proud, blasphemous. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Un unthankful. That's why we're having thanksgiving. We don't want to be unthankful. <laughs> huh? Unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. It's as if this man was looking at our generation. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like... Paul, <laughs> this is 2,000 years ago and you, it's as if you're looking at our generation and talking and describing our generation because that's exactly what is happening. Hmm? Verse 5, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. And it goes on and on. But let's keep to verse 13. Hmm. It says, But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It says, But you must continue in the things which you have learned and being assured of, knowing from whom you have learnt them. And that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And then he goes to say all Scripture is given, you know, by the inspiration and all of that. But notice what he says, that evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse. So there are spirits, listen to me. The devil knows that you have a destiny. Okay? He knows that God has a great plan for your life. He knows that if you follow God's plan for your life, 
He doesn't stand the chance. Because you are going to disturb some things. He knows that. Because God's plan for you is to I mean, advance his kingdom in one way or the other. Am I correct? And if you have to advance the kingdom of God, it's, is it to the devil's advantage? No, it's not. If you have to stand for truth, is it to the advantage of the lies? No, it's not. If you have to stand and shine as a light, is it to the advantage of darkness? No, it's not. If you have to speak out against injustice, is it to the advantage of the enemy? No, it's not. So, in any way that you decide to do God's will, you have declared war. You have declared war. Just, just to be yourself and to be who God has made you to be is war. Because the devil has his own plans. He has his own agenda. He has his own vision for you. It's interesting. I heard that uh, in hell, <laughs> in hell there is, there is a, it's like there are, everybody, the entire humanity, Satan has got the names of people in hell. That's compartments. <laughs> because his plan is that when you die, that's where you belong. So he has already created a place for everybody that is born. Just like Jesus went to prepare a place for us, Satan has also prepared a place for humanity. It, in hell was made for the devil and his angels, but the devil has made cells for everybody. So now, when you get born again, what you are trying to say is that that cell will not be occupied. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So what you are saying is that, no, 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 I'm not going there. I'm rather going to heaven. And he's not about to let you go without a fight. He's not. So what do you do? You need to walk closely with the Lord. You need to be close to the Holy Spirit. You need to work, walk according to the Word of God. And I'm telling you, He doesn't like it when you make up your mind to follow God. He doesn't like it. Especially when you want to be serious about your salvation. He doesn't like it. He doesn't mind you playing. Just playing games. It's okay. He likes that. That's fine. Because he knows that he'll be able to uh, easily deceive you. But I'm telling you that he's not going to have his way. Because we're going to pray. Amen. Every plan of the enemy to deceive you is going to be frustrated. Amen. I'm praying that God will open our eyes to begin to see every strategy of the enemy. Yes. Everything, every lie that we have believed. Do you, do you get my point? Amen. There are certain conditions you have accepted that might not be God's will. He convinces people. It's like he tells some people, you know, this, um, this cancer is really good for you because it's teaching you something. God is using it to teach you something. So don't fight it. And people believe it. How, how 
deception. So, when the Bible talks about deceiving spirit, you know that that word in the Greek, it actually, mean, actually means sorcery. <laughs> That's what it means in the Greek, sorcery. So, in other words, what, what Paul was saying to us is that in our time, huh, sorcery is going to increase. That's what it means. And that is what is going to take people away from the faith. Look at what he said to the Galatians in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3 and reading from verse 1. It says, It's all foolish Galatians who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth. Who has bewitched you? He uses a, he uses a strong word there. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? So when we hear the truth and we don't obey it. What does that tell you? We know it is the truth, but we don't obey it. <laughs> yeah. That word to bewitch in the Greek is baskino. And it means to, it, it means to fascinate. It's actually the word that is used. You know the people that, the, the snake charmers? It's the same, it's the same word. Hmm? Okay, let's see that in the Amplified. Oh, you poor and silly and thoughtless and unreflecting and senseless Galatians. Wow. Huh? Who has fascinated? That's right, you see? That's the word, fascinate. Or bewitched or cast a spell over you. So you see, what happens, how the deceiving spirits work is that they cast spells on people. So when you are listening to the word, they just come and... Then something just, you know, your attention just drifts. Then you miss something that is vital. Or the spirits themselves will come and speak to you. interpret that scripture in their own way. So that's what happened here. Who has cast a spell over you on, to whom right before your very eyes Jesus Christ as Messiah was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. I remember reading this years ago. Man of God wrote it in his book. He went to, there was a woman that was, a pastor's wife that was sick, was at the point of death. So people came and they were praying, praying. And he, they invited him. And as he got there, he was about to pray for her. As he stretched his hands to, to lay his hands, his hand moved like that. Wow. He tried it again. His hand moved. Ha! Huh. Then he tried it again. His hand moved. Then he stepped aside. He said, Lord, what's happening? What is going on? And the Lord said to him, don't, don't bother praying for her. She's going to die. He said, why? Then the Lord now showed him a vision. In this vision, he saw this woman. She was sitting down. And then 
a demon came like a little monkey just rested on her shoulder and started speaking to her. And what was the demon saying? The demon was saying to her, you are so beautiful. Huh? Why do you allow yourself to suffer with this poor, wretched pastor? There are many men out there who will take good care of you. Huh? They are out there, they will take good care of you instead of you suffering here. You are beautiful. Any man will, will do anything to have you. And as this demon spoke to her, she, you know, she tried to get rid of him. After some time, the demon came back again and repeated the same thing. She chased the demon away. Then the demon came back again. So this man is watching this thing. In a vision. He's watching. Then after some time, as the demon spoke, she listened. You know? And she, she, she started taking it in. And as she was taking it in, she started taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. It got to a point that the demon moved from her, uh, from her shoulder and he entered into her. Now, the moment the demon entered into her, she got up. And as she stepped out, there was a car. I mean, this guy <laughs> in a fancy car just comes, he stops by, and he picks her up. And they went away, committed adultery, came back, and then it started happening. It started happening. And then he got to a point, she started cursing God. And she now blasphemed the Holy Spirit. I mean, she blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Because this pastor is saying, no, God, you have to show me in the scriptures. How is it possible that she, she will die? And, and I mean, I cannot pray for her and all of that. And the Lord said to him, open to 1 John chapter 5. And let's read that scripture. Deceiving spirits will not have any place in your life. Amen. So the Lord told him to open 1 John chapter 5, verse 16. Look at that. It says, If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There's a sin leading to death. I do not say that you should pray about that. He was shocked when the Lord showed him this scripture. So, but what happened? A deceiving spirit came. Do you understand? And whispered and whispered and whispered, nagging and nagging and nagging until she took it in. Then, it now took her off the path of life. It took her off the path of the faith. And remember, Jesus said, nobody, anyone that blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. There's a sin that will be forgiven, but there's a sin that will not be forgiven. And she has experienced God. She has seen the power of God. She has experienced the word of God. She has experienced God. So she's not just a novice, but a deceiving spirit came. And so that's what Satan is busy trying to do in our generation today. To bring people to a point where they will be totally lost. And 
You might be safe, but you need to pray for your family members. You might be safe, but you need to pray for your brethren. You might be safe, but you need to pray for your friends. That they will not fall into the trap of deceiving spirits. You don't want them to be bewitched. And it might not be a witch that is coming to cast any spell on them. It's just demons speaking. Just demons speaking. They cast spells. <laughs> you know that demons, there are demons that are so active in the lives of many young people. But they don't know. They just, they just go there and they continue to take them away from the path that is going to lead to life. So we must pray and break that. Amen. We must pray and break it. I'm telling you. There is a bewitchment. And we must pray and say, Every bewitchment mm. over my life, Amen. over my family, Amen. over my children, mm. every spell will be broken Amen. in the name of Jesus. The Bible says there's no divination huh? against Jacob. And you need to stand on those kind of scriptures in Numbers 23. And pray and break it. I remember the time that I used to be suicidal as a teenager. It was, it was deceiving spirits. It was demons. That were speaking to me. And I just felt life is useless. I mean as a teenager what problem for God's sake. What challenge did I have as a teenager. I don't, I don't pay bills. Huh? I don't have... I mean, there was nothing. I didn't have to think about school fees. I didn't have to think about food. I didn't have to think about clothes. I didn't have to think about anything. And yet, I felt useless. And I felt I needed to die. Life was not worth living. Where is that from? It's a deceiving spirit. Are you getting my point? It's a deceiving spirit. Nobody will commit suicide without being deceived. It's not possible. I've been there and I know it's not possible. There is a spirit that is speaking to this generation. And is leading this generation to hell. And we need to come against that. Amen. We need to come against that. Then he says that there are doctrines of demons. You know what the word doctrine means? It means teaching. So there are teachings that are of demonic origin. What are some of those teachings? Any teaching that will take you away from Christ. No matter, no matter how good it sounds, you better watch against it. Any teaching that will encourage you to continue to live in sin, I'm telling you, is from hell. I don't know, I don't care how it is coated. It's sugar coated and it sounds so. It's actually from the Bible. Those teachings are from the Bible. Remember that deception, uh, deception is not an outright lie. It's, it's never an outright lie. It's usually the truth mixed with lies. So he will bring, he will study you to know the truths that you are comfortable with. Hmm? And then he will find a lie 
that is compatible with those truths. And he will mix it. (laughs) One of the things that saved me is that although I was suicidal that time, I didn't want to go to hell. I knew that hell was real. (laughs) At least that truth helped me. Because I could have just ended it. (laughs) Amen? So, what are we saying? The fact that the Bible says that um, in the last days, huh? There's going to be, the spirit is speaking expressly. There's going to be deceiving spirits. You need to bear in mind. I'm telling you, you need to bear in mind that it is real and it is at work even right now. It's at work right now. And it's, it's interesting if you know the way, if you if you know the way snakes catch their prey, usually they have a way that they fascinate the prey. Because most snakes have like colors, you know, <laughs> they look smooth. Yeah, depending on the type and. They make certain sounds, and the prey is looking, he's like, he's trying to see. And they're doing that to mesmerize the prey. Okay? They do that, then the next thing, they spit into his eyes. And then the next thing, (laughs) they strike. But, but it always starts by looking so ordinary. It starts by looking harmless. Yeah. Obviously, not every snake is harmful. But the dangerous ones. <laughs> they, you just look at them. You can mix, miss them if you, if you are not educated about snakes. You can look at one and say, oh, it's so cute. <laughs> you will see. Huh? It's cute. He will show you. My Lord. May we not be caught in any web of deception. So what lie is the devil telling you? What lie is he likely to tell you? Maybe he's not telling you any lie now, but what lie is he likely to tell you? <laughs> because in case you don't know, he is, he's got it for every single one. <laughs> and it's interesting that in that scripture in uh, in Second Timothy that we read, where he says imposters will, in Second uh, Timothy three, verse thirteen, look at what he says. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving. And being deceived. So these guys, what happens is that they start their, um, it's like, in the last days, in our day, huh, they're going to be worse. So there will be a supernatural power to deceive. It's like anointing. Do you understand? We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. But do you know that Satan has his own power? And 
I know some people who have been deceived and I've been trying to talk to them and I'm finding it so hard to get through to them. So then I realized that it is actually a supernatural thing. It's not just, it's not just somebody that doesn't want to listen. No, it is somebody who has been bewitched. Someone who has been bewitched. So, they, they will grow worse and worse. Let's read this in the Amplified. Hmm? It says, but wicked men and imposters will go on from bad to worse. Can you see? From bad to worse, deceiving and leading astray others and being deceived and led astray themselves. So, when you hear a message that tells you, for example, that it doesn't matter what you do. Huh? You are fine. Jesus has taken care of everything. Your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. I'm telling you, that teaching is from hell. It is from hell. It is a deceiving spirit that is trying to make people comfortable in their sin. So that the conscience is now seared. So the conscience doesn't prick you anymore. So they, those are teachings that are designed to deaden the conscience of people, of God's people. So that when you do, normally when you do wrong, how many people get convicted? Okay, you're fine. You're, you're normal. When you, you, when you do something and you feel bad, I'm telling you, you are still normal. But these people, they, they, they've been so deceived. They've been so deceived. I remember this, this story, true life story. This man, he's been struggling to... to um, he's looking for breakthrough in his ministry. And he goes to talk to a friend who seems to be succeeding and doing well. And this guy introduces him. <laughs> he tells him things that he needs to do. And the man says, but this is wrong. The Bible says we shouldn't do this. You know what the pastor friend said to him? He said, you, you are talking like this because you still have conscience. He says, you have to make sure. You have to make sure that, you know, that conscience doesn't disturb you anymore. Can you see? So, and that's what Paul is telling us in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Hmm? Having their conscience seared. Look at that. Having their conscience seared with hot iron. Hmm? Verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So... These deceiving spirits produce, they come up with teachings that will now numb your conscience. Where God used to speak to you and tell you, this is not okay. As my child, you don't do this. They now come up with what will tell you this. Just ignore this. You are being religious now. Huh? They will quote it. They will bring something that will just make you to ignore that conviction of the Holy Spirit. 
The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of, of, of uh, righteousness, sin, and judgment. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He convicts. Huh? So some, some teacher will tell you, well, he convicts the world, not the saints. So don't allow yourself to feel guilty. Now, conviction and guilt are two different things. Huh? Conviction and guilt are two different things. Sometimes the, whole, um, the, the, the enemy can accuse you wrongly and try. It's like you've, you've, you've done something and you've repented, you've gone to God, you've prayed, and you've, the blood of Jesus has washed you, but the enemy still comes and says, No, that's guilt. It's different from conviction. When you are wrong, the Holy Spirit says, you are wrong. That's conviction. So there's, it gets to a point that the Holy Spirit doesn't even say you are wrong anymore. Because when he speaks, they can't hear. That's a bad place. May we never get there. May we never get to a point where our conscience will stop talking. Never. If anything, you need to, you need to, uh, to pray for your conscience to be alive. Conscience. That's what God is going to use to judge us. His word and our consciences. So imagine your conscience has been battered into silence. Hmm? It's, like a, it's, 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 it's like a woman that is, is in, gets, gets married and she's in a, in a marriage that there's so much abuse and she's just been beaten to keep quiet and never say anything. That's the reality of some people. And there's peace because she's not talking. There's peace because she's not being herself. Is that a marriage? No, it's not a marriage. And then the man will say, oh, everything is fine. My wife and I, no argument, no, no disagreement. There's no disagreement because... She's not speaking her mind. So it gets to a point now that just keeps it. And that, you know, that can lead to many other things. But the point is this. In our walk with God, let's make sure that we don't imbibe any teaching that will excuse our sin. Do you understand? Don't imbibe anything that will put you in a place where God did not ordain for you. When God says you are the head and not the tail, and then the enemy comes and tells you, you know, it's only special people. You are not one of those. And then you believe it. It's a lie. It's a lie. Don't listen to such lies. Those are seducing spirits. Lying spirits. Deceiving spirits. Any spirit that will come. It's like the, te the teaching some people are. Some of the things that are being spread online, I'm telling you, not everything that you see online is good for you. Amen? Not everything. And it doesn't matter who is saying it. Paul said, if and not, even if an angel from heaven Heaven, an angel comes and says he's from heaven and he's coming to bring another doctrine. 
another teaching, another gospel. Let him be accursed. So I don't care how anointed that person is. If it is error, it is error. If it is a lie, it is a lie. You cannot come and encourage me to live in disobedience. You are a messenger of hell. It's a messenger of hell. I believe that it is the grace of God that has appeared to us and is teaching us that denying ungodliness according to Titus huh? denying ungodliness we may live righteously and soberly in this present world. That is the true grace of God. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. I'll close with that. It says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. I remember listening to one man of God. No, did I listen? I read him some, some, some years ago. And he was saying that hell is not going to be forever. So, so the, he says there's going to hell is that is, is, we're good, uh, not us anyway. Those that are going to be in hell, they'll be there for some time. And then after some time, God is going to bring them all out. And they will get saved. <laughs> Amazing. And I remember some guys that were part of our church in Cape Town, they left the church because I would not agree with that doctrine. They said, no, they can't see how a loving God can send people to hell forever. At least, you know, it's the, every jail sentence is for a period. After that, you, you think that God is a South African government? Huh? No. Okay, if you're in jail for 25 years, then after that you come out. So you think, it, is that what the Bible tells you? But they have a way they explain it. They have a way they twist those scriptures. And I'm te I said to them, no, I am not going to accept that. That is not what the Bible says. This is not the truth. You are deceived. You have believed a lie. And they got upset because of that. Why? Deceiving spirits. So if hell is going to be just for a period of time, why would people... Why should people even, you know, they say, okay, fine. After some time, I will get out. Well, I hope that happens. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I don't have any scripture to support that. I wish that were the case. Because it would be great. Some people that have ended up in hell, it would be great if they could come out. That's not what the Bible says. So, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, so you have to live your life looking forward to when he will appear. Are you ready for the appearance of Jesus? Are you looking forward to him? Are you living your life in a way that you, you know when he comes? We'll be ready. You must be ready all the time. All the time. Don't be like the foolish virgins 
You remember that story in Matthew 25? There were wise virgins and there were foolish virgins. But did you notice that they were all virgins? Yeah, they were all virgins. Ten of them were, they were all virgins. What does that speak of? They were believers. Some prepared themselves, the others did not prepare themselves. So we better be ready. Are you following me? Amen. So any doctrine that is going to make you not to be ready when Jesus comes is from hell. <laughs> so we can pursue breakthroughs, we can pursue all kinds of things and not be ready. You get the point? Yeah. We want a better life, but we're not ready. I'm not saying your life shouldn't be better, but not at the expense of your readiness. You see? So we must be ready all the time. Every day you should be ready. If Jesus comes today, boom, I'm ready. That's how it should be. I know it's a sober thought, but yeah, we should, we should think like that. Because there are just too many scriptures that encourage us to live like that. Glory to God. We're going to pray. Let's come against every deceiving spirit. Every deceiving spirit. Do you know that some spirits deceive people so that they don't receive the word? Even they will come to church, but they will not receive the word. Because the enemy will trick them out of receiving the word. And then the word will not profit them. We're going to pray. Let's come against every deceiving spirit that is at work in the body of Christ. You see, if it's working in the world, I can understand. But in the house of God, it ought not to be. And more so, it should never be in our lives. Or in our homes. Let's pray. And come against. Every. Deceiving spirit. Father in the name of Jesus. Any spirit that is working to. To get us out of the state of readiness. Every spirit that is working. To. Occupy us with things that will. Take us away. From our eternal home. We come against that right now. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit. Every spirit, oh God. That is working to deaden our consciences. That is working, oh Father, to lead us into a lie. Come against that right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We expose, we expose every deceiving spirit. Lord, I ask that you will begin to uncover them, begin to expose them in the name of Jesus. Every spirit, give us the ability to discern. Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, that we will not be deceived. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. 
Lord, over your church, we break their powers right now. Let the light of your truth shine, oh God. Let the light of your truth shine. Mighty God, expose them, oh God. Expose them, oh God, for who they are. Let them be seen for who they are. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mandala Basola Baba. Jesus. We stand against it. We oppose it in Jesus' name. In our lives, in our families, in our midst. My Lord. It will no longer Lord, we expose every lie that we have embraced. Lord, in any area where we have embraced and believed a lie, Lord, I ask that you will reveal it to us, expose it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you glory, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray that anything that will, will, that will cause us not to be ready <laughs> when Jesus comes. There are things that the enemy, I'm sure, he doesn't mind planting into our lives to make sure we're not ready. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's like the foolish virgins. At the time that they should get their oil, they didn't. What were they doing? They were busy, but they were busy with the wrong thing. So the Lord help us not to be busy with the wrong thing. To the point where we are not ready. When the bridegroom comes. Let's pray. Come on. My Lord and my God, I pray that you would help us to be ready. Help us to be ready at all times. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, my God. Whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord my God, help us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. Lembra da badala balalaba. In the name of Jesus. Lebra da basola baba baba. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would help us. Lord, we don't want to serve you in vain. We don't want to miss you. We don't want to be carried away. We don't want to be deceived. As the enemy has intensified. Lord my God, I ask that you will give us the discernment. The ability to see. The ability to discern, oh God. Every wind of doctrine. Every teaching that is from hell. By your spirit. The Bible says that we have received an anointing from the Holy One. And that same anointing that abides shall teach us all things. Lord, by your spirit. Let your spirit bear witness. With our spirits. 
Help us to always be aware. Oh my Lord and my God. That when we hear the wrong thing, it will immediately register in our spirits. That this must not be accommodated in our hearts. That we will not take it in. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Yeah. You're not going to be deceived out of your eternity. Amen. You will not be deceived out of your blessing. Amen. You will not be deceived out of your destiny. Yes. You will not be deceived out of your future. Yes. You will not be deceived in any way. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. We've come to the end of our service. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.